Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Let's finish this year strong and start the new stronger. Let's finish this year. We've got a few hours left in this year. When you're finishing it strong. You're here. You're hearing the word. The anointing of God is, 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 is in this place right now. And you're sensing the presence of God, the, the, the word of God, the empowerment of God right now. And that's one thing that I want him, and I believe he's going to instill in me even more and more, a, a, a new thing this coming. You know, I didn't say, hey, start the new year stronger. Start the new stronger. New what? New of the more. God wants to increase us. And he's going to do a new thing. Sister Ella read that scripture to you about the new things that God wants to do in our lives. And how he can do that in us and with us and for us. And it's so important for us to know that. And, and, and again, reminding you of what that scripture that, that, she read, that she read to you about doing something new uh, in us. And, 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 and uh, one of the things that she said in Isaiah 43, uh, 18 and 19, that she said, and it's important, it fits what I'm talking about now, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Thank God for the things that we've done. Thank God for the accomplishments that we have, have done. But we can't dwell on them. We can't live there. He said in verse 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you not sense it in the spirit? God's doing a new thing. God wants to do more in 24. So we need to be getting ready. We identified in this focus of this teaching that I'm doing right now. I said it like this. You and I have a particular race that God has set before us. It is a spiritual race. That has to do with the divine destiny God has planned for us to fulfill. Do you know God has a plan for you? And no one can do what God's ordained you to do like you can do it. Now, if you and I decide we're not going to do it, God will find someone else to do what he called us to do. But it won't be done exactly the way we would have done it. Because God's anointed us to do it a special, unique way. In 2 Timothy verse, chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, you are to run your race and to finish your course. He said this, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Paul talking to his son Timothy, but Paul's also talking to us. We, we, we fought a good fight in 2023 and times before that. We finished, or about to finish 2023, and we're finishing it strong. But, and we kept the faith. But we still got some work to do. Look at your name and say, you got some work to do. Your race is not over yet. God wants to do more with you in 24. You know, God wants to use us. And he told us we all have a race. And we all have a, and he has a plan for us. 
He told us that in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Write it down. It should be familiar with you because I teach on it from time to time, especially in talking about new beginnings. In the beginning of the year, you're going to be starting off with a new slate, clean, nothing. Everything's going to be brand new. But Jeremiah 29, verse 11 in the NIV says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and the future. God has a plan for you that's better than any other plan that anybody else has for you. Matter of fact, God's plan for me is better than my plan for me. So if my plan is different from what God said, I need to adjust. I need to find out what God wants for me. And there's some things that I need to do. If God's going to do more in me in 24, I've got to make some changes. You know, they say that the definition of insanity is for you to do the same thing the same way and expect to have different results. You cannot do the same thing the same way and have different results. You got to do something different. You got to do more. God wants to go deeper with us. He wants to go deeper in our understanding of God's word, and he will help us. But there are some things. He wants to go further with us in our race. He wants us to go farther in our race. But there are some things that have to change in us for him to be able to do more. And one of the things he, he told us in the word, and we'll get to and look at scripture, and I'm going to ask God to help me to, to point out the things that he wants us to do. He said, first, we got to lay aside every weight. Look at the name. Say, you got to lay aside every weight. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, you know, you, you may gain a pound or two. Yeah, we need to work. You may, you may make some things where you need to work on the exercise and stuff like that. But I'm talking about things that will hinder us. How do we lay aside every weight? How do you run your race in a way that will cause the plan of God to be fulfilled in your life? Well, Hebrews 12, verse 1 in the King James, and we're going to look at other, other translations, but it tells us how. Hebrews 12, verse 1 in the King James says this, Wherefore, seeing we, are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. And I'll come in on that on, on in just a moment. Let us lay aside every weight, hindrance, and the sin, big hindrances, which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He said, let us lay aside every weight. Well, first, uh, get back. he said we were compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Do you realize all of our loved ones and friends and families that were born again that are saved, that are gone to heaven? The Bible calls them uh, a great uh, uh, witnesses, a cloud of witnesses. Some we know and some we don't know. And from the word and from experiences with, I remember Brother Hagin having a, a, a revelation that God, Jesus actually appeared to him and spoke to him. He, and, he, and he said a few things. One of the things that, that he indicated to him and that the word indicates to us too, that cloud of witnesses is cheering us on. But they don't care about us watching football games or what we eat or what we drink. They're, but they seem to be aware, spiritual, of spiritual things 
When a loved one gets saved, they're cheering us on. When, when you grow spiritually, your loved ones that have gone on before you, friends and families, they're watching and they're cheering from the great grandstands in heaven. They're, you know, family members. You think about that were saved, that are born again. They know when you grow spiritually and they're saying go. I can just sense, and I said this before in times past, I, I picture my daddy and, and my uncle and, and some of my family members and stuff as I preach the word and teach the word and grow spiritually. They're saying, go, Junior, preach the word. Boy, preach it, preach it. Tell them, tell them the truth. Tell them, your parents, your, your, the ones that went on, Brother Peterson, uh, Sister Harriet, uh, uh, Mom, all the different ones, family members that are going on that each of us had are tre- cheering us on when we grow spiritually. They're aware of spiritual growth. And they want us to continue. But there's some things that we got to do to go grow more. And one is to lay aside every weight every sin that so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Living Bible gives a clearer picture of what that means to lay aside every every weight. And one of the things I want to focus on just for the next few minutes, for you and I to get more in 24, we got to let God help us pace ourselves. What do you mean? Let God help you pace yourself in a natural race, especially distance race. Now, some, no, some of you have participated in distance race. Some of you ran some, some 5Ks, some 10Ks, you know, that kind of thing. Some of you have done, done more than that, half marathons and marathons. We, we've talked about that before. But when you start, we're, we're finishing uh, this year strong, and we're starting off stronger. But that doesn't mean that you start off running full-fledged, all force that you have. You got to pace yourself when you're in a distance run. You got to pace yourself in the same way spiritually. And one of the ways that we pace ourselves, we have to be patient in God. Patient and realize God is not through with us yet. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God. He's not through with you yet. Now point to yourself and say, I thank God. <laughs> He's not through with me yet. There's still some work that has to be done. There's still some work I have to do. Amen. What do you mean? Isn't God going to do it all for you? No, he's not. He said in Hebrews 12, 1 in the, in the Living Bible, he said this. That's the TLB. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, Let us strip off. Let who strip off? Us. Strip off anything that slows us down and holds us back. And especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. He said, and let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before you. Weights, sins in particular, will trip you up. They'll set you back, they'll hold you back. 
But sometimes things aren't necessarily sin, but they're things that we ought not to be doing, that we ought not to be watching. You know, I found out the more I grow in the things of God, the more I realize for me to grow spiritually, I have to limit what I allow to come in these eye gates, in these ear gates. I can't watch anything on television anymore. I used to be, yeah, I used to think I could watch anything and it not affect me spiritually. Or I could uh, hear anything and it doesn't affect you spiritually. You know it does. Folks that come, stuff that comes into your ear gates and your eye gates that you look at will, will cause you to stumble. You can't watch stuff that's ungodly and think it won't affect you. God wants us to grow, but we have to strip off these things. God didn't say he was going to strip them off for us. I got to strip them off for me. You got to strip them off for you. If I want to receive more in 24, I've got to let some things go. And I got to learn to be more patient in what I do and how I do. I got to understand that God's word has to be first place in my life. Think about runners, and if you watch, watch the Olympics, and I know they're coming up in 24, and you see whether they're distant runners or whether they're short-distance runners. You never see them running in, in a dress suit in a, uh, and, and shoes uh, that are uh, dress, dress, dress shoes. They're always in light stuff. A lot of times time they don't have very much on. Because if they wear too much clothes, it will hinder them. It'll weigh them down. It'll keep them from walking. They, they can't wear high. I mean, no, you can't run a mile or even a hundred yard dash in high heels, ladies. Spike heels, you can't do it. I mean, you, you probably could try to do it, but you wouldn't get very far effectively. God wants us to realize stuff in the natural can slow a runner down in a race. And it's the same way in the spiritual. But God's not going to take off things that are hindering you for you. Things that he told you to do in the word to take off for yourself. He expects us to do those things. He expects us to strip those things off. So think about, Lord, and ask God, Lord, is there anything I'm doing or not doing that's hindering my race with you, my walk with you? Uh, is there anything hindering me from, from being a bigger blessing to everyone I walk in and come in contact with? John 14, verse 26 and 27 in Amplified gives us a little more. He says this in John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, and it Amplified amplifies the Holy Spirit, what he is and what he does. The comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, Jesus is saying, to represent me and act on my behalf. Notice what the Holy Spirit will do. He will teach you and I all things. How I many of you we, we know we've got some more things we need to learn? I mean, if, if I'm taught what I need to take off, if I'm shown what I need to let go, that's going to help me. He will teach you and I all things. And he will help you and I remember everything that we have to do. God is not going to do for us what he told us to do. 
And if I want to have the peace of God, the blessings of God, if I want to have more in 24, I got to let some things go that are hindering my race, that are hindering me from accomplishing what God has called me to do. Verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. My perfect, mature peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. He said this, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every, every challenge. There is nothing that's going to come upon you in 24 that God is not already prepared you for or wants to prepare you for. But you and I got to be ready. Look at name said, you got to do your part. God's done his. You want to grow in God? Do your part. Look at name said, strip some stuff off. Anything that's tripping you up, you got to let it go. Amen. I like what 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 says in the Amplified. And I like this Amplified translation too, too. It says this, do you not know that in a race all the runners run their very best to win? But only one receives the prize. Only one is going to get the gold. Now in Olympics you get a gold for first place. Only one. You get a silver for second place. Only one. And you get a bronze for third place. Those are called gold medals. That's in the Olympics, in the natural. It says, but only one receives the prize. Then he says here, run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. How many want to win your race? No one can run it like you. Now, every athlete in verse 25 says this. Now, every athlete who goes into training, and you know what? We're in ruling and reigning training right now. And competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers or that's a natural crown. In the natural. But we do it to receive in the spiritual realm as Christians an imperishable crown that cannot wither. We talked about it, and I mentioned this last Sunday. Jesus was born into this earth, and he went to the cradle. And he grew up because he was born to die for us on the cross. So that when we believed upon him and received him as our personal savior, we could receive our crown. That's the race I'm talking about. A race that will cause you to have an eternal security in God. But there's some things that we have to do. There's some things that you're dealing with right now that God wants to help you with. And no one else can help you with them. Some of you may be suffering from guilt and shame about things that you've done or said or that you didn't do or didn't say. God doesn't want you living in guilt. That's a trick of the enemy to shame you. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. When you confess Christ as your personal Savior, all sin has been forgiven. All sin. Every sin that you will ever commit has been forgiven. 
Pastor, how can God, how can you say that, that sins that I hadn't even committed yet, God already forgave me for? Because whether we realize it or not, when Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago, every sin that we were to commit, he paid for them. And some Christians act like you got to be born again, again. That Jesus has to be re-crucified. He doesn't. His blood not just covered, but cleansed and washed away all sin. And people, I know people say, well, Pastor, that means we can just do whatever we want and just sin all we want. No, it doesn't. Where sin doesn't bound, God's grace does much more bound. But when you love God and you, and you realize what he, the price that he paid for you, that's the last thing you want to do. And you, we want to thank him for paying the price to help us run this race more effectively. Verse 26 in 1 Corinthians verse 9 says this, Therefore I do not run without a definite goal. I do not fail ar around. Failing around means just, you know, how some, some folks don't know how to run. You know, they just run failing when the hands are all around. Like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body. And make it my slave. We keep our body under. That means you say no to it. When you want to eat that fifth piece of cake, that tenth piece of pie, say no. Don't do it. You, you make, we make our body, make it my slave, so that after I have preached, the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be, be disqualified as unfit for service. When we receive God's word and we act upon it and we do it, the word qualifies us. The blood of Jesus qualifies us. And we don't want to do anything that will keep us from walking in God's best. Brother Hagin, my father in the ministry, made a statement that, that is is very significant. He said this, we can make our way difficult and hinder our spiritual growth if we do not run with patience the race that is set before us. Not only do we need to learn how to be patient with ourselves, but we need to be patient with our brothers and sisters. You need to be patient with your children, with your spouses. We need to be patient with coworkers. Well, pastor, they're unsaved, and they just acting crazy. Well, you ought to be praying for them and be more patient with them because you realize, how many remember when we were there? Anybody in here always been saved all their life? Let me put my hand down. We remember. You don't have to, some of us don't have to remember long how it was before we got born again, before God helped us. And even after we got born again, strongholds in our lives that we couldn't turn loose, that we didn't know how to strip off, God helped us through the word. Right now, in this teaching, God is ministering peace to you, or ministering a way to where you can strip some things out or let some things go that has hindered you for in your race. And God's going to help you. He's going to help you to 
strip those things out, that those things that have been tripping you up, that we talked about, that the scripture talked about, that wrapped themselves around your feet, that every time you got up, it stopped you. Don't stop. Keep going. Sometimes when people get into sin, Christians get into things they shouldn't get, get into, they run away from God. I can't go to church no more. I did this. That's the time we need to go. That's the time we need to watch of the word. That's the time we need to hear the truth. Because the Bible says the truth will set or make you free. There is no truth that will destroy yokes other than the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. God will help you turn loose of that alcohol. He'll help you quit sleeping with somebody you were supposed to be. God will help you stop lying. God will help you quit cussing. God will help you quit being mean. Look at his name and say, he may be talking about you on that one. You didn't say it, nobody didn't say anything, but it's the truth anyhow. No, God help us. God help us to, to, to be nice and sweet to our spouses and our children and our, and our co-workers. You know, a lot of times people just say, well, you know, I just can't be nice. Our family, we just got a stronghold. Well, when you got saved, you joined a new family. I know. My last name is Looney. Folks say, you on that Looney family. Yeah, but that's in the natural. In the spirit, I'm a Christian, Christ-like. I became a part of the family of God. And the word of God is working in me. What I need to do, I got to find an unhooking place just due to time. What I need to do, I need to run with patience. And again, the TLB tells us to run with patience. Your race. And like what the Amplified says in Hebrews 12, 1. And I'm going to read this, and then we'll, we'll stop. I'm going to read these three verses in the Amplified. He said this in, in the Amplified of Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Sometimes the enemy will, will send situations and circumstances and sometimes use people around you to get you entangled in situations and circumstances that you didn't want to get in and God doesn't want you to get in. But God will show you and help you to learn how to strip those unnecessary weights off because they've entangled you. He said again, let us run with patience, the Amplified says endurance. God will give you strength to keep going. Look at your name and say, keep going. Don't stop loving. Don't stop trying. Keep going. That's what endurance is. Endurance and active persistence. The race that is set before you. Verse 2 says, Looking away from all that will distract us. How many know there are all kinds of distractions out in the world? Some people are distractions. The enemy will send people to distract you. A lot of folks, well, well devils, they're dressed up in a red suit and got a big pitch, pitchfork. No, that ain't the way devils look. Devils look fine. 
And sometimes that devil lets. Amen, Pastor. Let's get preaching going. I'm about done. They devils can come in and they got they got a six pack. I ain't talking about nothing you drink either. They look good. They look young. They got 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 all kinds of uh, things going with them. But they're devils and they're sent to distract. God says He'll make us aware. What he said, looking away from all that will distract us and focus our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes that's where you can't let everything come before your eyes. Stop jump, stop jump up you on you and you on the internet. Cut it off. We got to be like Joseph was when Potiphar's wife came to him because she wanted to be with him, and Joseph was there in the house by himself with Potiphar's wife. And she came and told him, y'all read the story. I, I love to read about Joseph. But Joseph, you know, she came. Joseph ran out of his clothes to get away from him. Some folk ran out of, run out of their clothes, but they, they ain't trying to get away from nobody. <laughs> Amen, Pastor, that's good teaching. I'm about done. You can go on the meddling now just a little bit. Focus our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. The first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. And finally, verse 3, just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. What did he do? Consider it all in comparisons with your trials. Ain't nobody ever crucified me. I've never been under so much pressure that I sweat blood. Jesus did. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart in your race. God will help us to stay on time in our stages. Relay races. And relay races, they have batons. And, and uh, when you're in relay race, if you ever ran one, you have a particular uh, 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 pace that you, or distance that you run before you hand the baton over. We're fixing, to, we're, we're fixing to finish up this part of the race in this year, and we're going into next year. But God wants to do more in 24. You, you keep your baton. One thing I find, whatever you, what are you carrying? You're carrying the word of God. You're carrying pre precious cargo. I can remember when I, when I was on city council and, and uh, the city, city uh, uh, not attorney, but the city clerk, had, we were all going on a trip to uh, the mayor and all the council were going on, going on a trip somewhere, and we were all going together. And we hardly ever went somewhere together. And, and, and the clerk told the driver of the car, she said, you drive safely. The whole city would be in a mess if something happened to all these people. Because <laughs> if something had happened to all of us, that would have been, that would have been, everything would have had to have been changed. Pastor Ellis, you said, said this, and she said to me, you got 
You're riding like the Michelin tires. What you're carrying is very valuable. She's talking about her and Chris and the family, but carrying the word of God to bring to, to you as well. It's important. Keep the baton. Keep what you're carrying. It's important. Sooner or later, you're going to pass it over to someone, but, but for your time, you need to carry it. And one thing in a relay race, whether you know it or not, you could be in front and winning. But if you drop your baton, you lose. You can't drop the baton. You can't drop what's important. You got to keep it. You drop the baton, you're disqualified. The enemy wants to disqualify you. He wants to distract you. He wants to get your attention on other places, on other things, and run somebody else's race when God has a race that only you can run. I'm going to have to teach this more and more. I've just glazed over a lot of this. But due to time's sake, I'm not going to hold you all day. But I thank God. God wants to help us. How many want to receive more of the blessings in 24? How many want to, want to learn how God can help us to strip off anything, weight, or hindrance that will help us? How many want to learn those things? God is going to show us those things. And when we, when we go into this upcoming year, we need to be at the right time, at the right place. It makes a difference where you go to church. I used to didn't think it did. And people used to sit out there and oh, just go to church somewhere. No, you, you better go where you're getting taught. You better call, go where the anointing is there. If you want to walk in healing, you need to hear about healing. If you want to walk in financial prosperity, you need to hear about financial prosperity. If you want to walk in blessings, you need to hear about how to walk by faith and receive those things. It makes a difference what you receive, what you hear, what you allow to go in, and what you allow yourself to see, and what you choose to walk in. Amen. By your heads. I'm just going to stop. Father God, we just thank you right now for your word. We just thank you for the truths that, Lord, your word goes forth and you said it never returns void. Lord, we thank you. And we have full confidence that the word of God has helped individuals today. Has caused people to think about the race that you have planned for them. And Lord, that we want to be more effective. If you're out there, if you're under the sound of my voice, if you're in e-church, if you're in this room and you know, Lord, I've laid down a baton. I've dropped it. I don't want to be disqualified. Lord, help me to pick back up what I need. And that's you, Lord Jesus. So that I can finish my race strong. And I can go stronger in this upcoming part. In this upcoming stage, I'm going to be where I need to be at the right time. And do what I need to be do at the right time. If there's anyone on the sound of my voice and, and you never made Jesus the Lord of your life. If you're out in the E-Church and you've never given your heart to Christ. Or if you're out there, you once were part of the family of God, but you went back. You, you laid down things that God told you to do. And you kind of just slipped away from you slowly. And before you knew it, you wasn't you, you walking in what you knew to walk in. God is here to... Restore you, but he's also here if you've never made him your Savior, your Lord, to receive you. And no matter what you've done or what you didn't do, no more guilt, no more shame, because Jesus paid the price 
so that we can have life and life more abundantly. On any of those invitations, if that's you and you're in the house, just raise your hand where, where you are. I'm not going to have you to come up here today, but just raise your hand and, and say, I see that hand. Anyone else in the balcony or anywhere else, you're saying, I need to pick this back up again and walk in the light of it. I missed it, but I'm going to get it back. I see the hand. You can put it down. I see you in the back. I see, I see those hands. Thank you. Right now, I'm going to ask everyone under the sound of my voice, you two in the E-Church, to pray this prayer with me. God is in the restoration business. No man or woman can prevent you from receiving the blessings of God and having more in 2024 but one. And that's you. That's me for me. And that's you for you. But as we make these confessions, God's going to restore you if you need restoration. And he's going to place you in his family if you've never been there before. E-church or in the house. So I'm going to ask everyone, whether, you, whether you've prayed this prayer before or not, to pray it with me. Please repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing me of all sin and forgiving me. I have no more guilt. I have no more shame because you paid that price for me. And who the Son is set free is free indeed. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to get the prize because it is of the high calling. I am saved. I am free in Jesus' name. Amen. You just prayed that prayer. Uh, you'll see on the screen in a moment uh, some information that we want to get to you to help you. Three mini books that show you what it is about being born again. That's starting your race. And what it is about being in him, that's continuing in your race in him. And what it is about why tongues are praying in the spirit, your prayer language. Then you see that QR code. One of the things that we encourage you to do, hey, just come. Just come every time you can. Listen to the embedded teachings that are in the service. There are going to be more and more. It's just, it's like right, right now on the inside of me, it's so much more about these things I talk about that I want to pour out. God's going to show me how to do that more effectively, and he's going to show us how to receive that because we need each other. You need a pastor. We need each other as brothers and sisters in God to grow together. There's strength and unity in, in being in one accord. And God will help us. So as we grow together in faith, when you scan that QR code, it'll take you to information what you can fill out. And we welcome you. We say, if you've never been a part of a church family, we say welcome to the family. The greatest family you can be a part of is what you just prayed about is the family of God. And God will help us run our race. Amen.